Good, good meeting today, good gathering, all the sharing, the testimonies. Um, the Lord is definitely, he's on the move, isn't he? And um, <clears throat> we uh, find ourselves in this place at this moment in history um, where <clears throat> I, I finally, you know, we... We read our Bibles, we believe, we do the best we can to embrace the reality of what we're reading and learning about and have revelation about. And, uh, but there's nothing like real life situations to really help you identify things. That changes everything. And so um, <clears throat> we're in this moment, at least I am, um, I want my president back. And because I so clearly believe God called him, put him in place, and what he was doing, though mostly misunderstood, raw at times, rough at times, um, Jesus also was like that. He tweeted some things as well, Jesus did, that were very offensive. And to the broken reed, he was the most gentle person and loving, forgiving, the prostitute, the whatever came to him. He's full of forgiveness until I remember the day I'm, you know, years back and I'm reading and we're always growing in revelation and seeing things and, and uh, growing in the love of God and the real compassion, getting out of my, my past from all the judgmental religious stuff that was in my heart and really embracing God as love and he's gentle and he's kind. And then you bump into a couple verses like uh, calling the scribes and Pharisees whitewashed sepulchers, brood of vipers, which means virtually nothing to us. When it came to those guys, the deep state, the fake religious leaders, he, he was <laughs> very confrontive. He even called them names. You see, for a holy man, a man that gives his life to be holy and known as holy and seen as holy and observed as holy, for someone to walk up to him, to his face, and say, you're a whitewashed sepulcher, that means you're fake news, you're fake religion. You're not real. I grew up in the days of farms and barns and animals, and, and in the day before the, the modern milking facilities, cows were milked in the, the lower part of the barn. That's where all of that went on. That's where they were. And... It wasn't the cleanest place. Even if you tried hard, uh, it always got dirty. And so the farmers came up with this, someone came up with this thing, and they would whitewash the bottom of the barn. Whitewash was a mixture of lime and water sprayed onto everything that wasn't, you know, that was standing. And so it wasn't really a cleaning, though it sanitized. It just whitewashed, it just covered everything. All the fly, dirt, and manure, and whatever was, was there, bam, presto, you have this white barn, you know, and it was kind of clean and semi-sanitized. And Jesus called them that. You're a whitewashed religious person. 
You're dirty inside. You just have a white coating. And he was, was confronted. Then he called them a brood of vipers. They had to just tremble in their feet when he said those kind of things to him. And he was because they were the ones that were, that were responsible for shepherding the people of God. And when he came back, he found a big mess. My grandson's favorite term is, it's a mess. He looked at his train table. You know, that's, I share uh, office space with my grandson. Someone went to walk in my office the other day and went, oh, and they back, they stepped back like, I thought this was your office. I said, oh, it still is. Maybe it was you, Lacey. I don't know where you're setting up. It's like, oh, oh yeah, it is. Walk, walk on in because their shelves are now full of toys that keeps growing. More stuff, more stuff, train table, all that stuff. And then I have my little corner. And uh, he's playing at the train table after he destroyed everything. And he says, it's a mess. You know, I'm like, yeah, and who do you think made that mess? Like who? It was nice until you came. And now he sees he's washing things and he looks at the tires on my tractor. It's a mess. Everything's a mess. When Jesus came back, this was a hot issue for him. These were his people. Ezekiel 34, the Lord was man. He's ready to burn the shepherds of Israel to the ground. He, that chapter is a furious chapter at the, at the church leaders. As a matter of fact, God said, you know what? You're fired. I'm done with y'all. I'll be the shepherd. And he did, and he became that. And so I heard somebody else giving an illustration. You know, the shepherd protects the sheep from the wolf, but guess who the, the real danger is to the sheep? The shepherd is the one that also kills the sheep and eats the sheep. So beware, you know. And, and we've lived in a culture where it's embarrassing. You know, of, of all the occupations you could go into, it used to be an honorable thing to go into the ministry. My mother was like always like wanting that to happen for me. And I'm like, I'd rather go drive truck or do something. I love equipment and engines and whatever. She goes, and I remember her saying like, yeah, but they have such a bad reputation, like a truck, like, you want to be that? I want to go, hey, mom, have you checked out the church lately? Like, I don't know, like truck driver, you know, sailor, pastor, like, I don't know. I might choose one of the other things if I'm worried about my reputation. And so Jesus comes into that, and, and he, he begins to lead and redeem and speak and, and, and goes after these things. And our president, regardless of how, he's still, I don't know if he's as bad as half of us at times, huh? Past history, before Jesus. So he comes, and, and he's, he's in this transition. The Lord literally redeeming this man, uses him, puts him in place, and he begins to go after the injustices of the whole entire world. No one fearlessly has gone off after that. The pedophiles and uh, government officials that are practicing these things, they're still getting arrested. On uh, the point that the Dr. Seuss issue came out where they're banning Dr. Seuss, you remember that? All of our eyes are on that, all the jokes, all the whatever. It's like, oh my God, what next? They're gonna, you know. And um, Mickey Mouse is probably next, I don't know. And uh, we're watching that at the same time while we're seeing that, there were 
20 some arrests of government officials that were involved in sex scandals, pedophilia, all kinds of stuff, the bad pornography, child pornography, I mean, it's all bad. Um, they, were, they were being indicted. These weren't accusations, they were indictments. They were going on all over the place. As, as close as Hubbard, Ohio, had a government official that, that got uh, arrested for this stuff. So stuff is going on, it's still going on. It's still happening. And the things that are going far beyond our nation, on far beyond our nation, because the president comes out, something that sounds very self-centered, make America first, it sounds like he didn't care about the rest of the world, but there's actually never been a president that cared about the entire world as much as he has. And the things that are taking place, I, I won't go into it, I could easily, but hold back. But the injustices that are being eradicated, the deep, deep darkness that's going on in deep, dark places, and this is, gets verified more and more and more and more. Uh, Washington, D.C., man, I hope to God that it's not the capital in the days ahead. It's the most demonic, satanic place on the planet. It's horrible, besides the Vatican and... and um, the, the city of London, the, the one the square or one square mile. Washington, D.C. isn't really part of the United States. Nor is the Vatican, nor of, the, of their countries. They are unique places that where the strongholds of finances and money, everything comes through those things, and they're getting taken down. And we're like before our eyes, like without us even be able to see. And now I can relate, and we're in this interim, I'm of those that are believing the prophetic word that our president will be instated. I don't want to talk about 2022. I don't want to talk about 2024. I refuse to fly a flag. I took down my other Trump 2020 flag down this week because it was so rattled and, rattled and tattered by the winds. I'm like, oh, I've got to do something with this. I keep praying. I'm looking for a flag. Everything goes like, I can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. Can't do that. So I, I put up an appeal to heaven. I'm like, yeah, that's where we're at. We're in an appeal to heaven in the, in the, the Christmas tree, the Doug Sheets uh, thing, which is very, it's also very connected to the constitutional, like restoring our constitution and, and upholding that, believing that. And that's the flag I'm flying in the interim. And have a couple other orders that, you know, go with that. Anything to do a prophetic declaration of believing what the prophets are saying and believing what is to come. And we have to wait. And we're in this pause. And I shared with you last week, this is complicated don't worry about the dates and times. Anything that we've heard probably was an intentional date and time and season for something to happen, like at the inauguration. Like all of these times were like, maybe now, these arrests of all these people. Maybe now, this coming through. It is coming, but it's very, very fragile. Because, as I explained last week, there are two chess players one chess player with his white pieces is, cares about his people. The other chess pe player does not care about people. And that makes him a very scary opponent because he's not going to play by the rules. And I guarantee you the threats 
that these deep, dark people are holding over, over our heads. They're real. They're big. They don't care if they wipe out half the country. So they have to be, this has to be all taken care of and secured to the best of the ability of our, of our military and the people that are in charge. It's very precarious. And in these days, right now, there's things going on, and all there is for us to do is to pray and to trust that God is moving, he's working. Now I understand the vacancy, the absent, the empty feeling in the disciples' hearts. Their Savior, their Jesus, they finally got to see in the flesh what God looked like on the earth. And then he gets crucified before their eyes, thrown on a cross, and then taken down, buried. And the stories of the resurrection, only a few of them saw it. They have to trust. (laughs) Prove it. We saw it, but... And there were several of us that saw it, but you've got to believe our report. It happened. And so here is the book of Acts opens up. This disciples, they refer to watching him ascend. And the angel comes and says, oh, men of Galilee, what are you looking at? Uh, Jesus? <laughs> Ascending? Like, it's amazing. It's like, oh, 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 you know. Like the little ones reach out for, you know, mama, like, no, 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 don't go. We're we're not done with you yet. This place is still a mess. Don't leave now. And the angel says he'll return the same way he came. So somebody came up with a date. It'll be in so many days. It'll be a certain, certain time. Do you understand that through the New Testament, they're like, soon, soon, very soon, Jesus will come back. They waited, and the, way, and the church, still waiting, still believing in that return. I'm convinced nobody has a good story on, on how that's going to take place, but still waiting for that return. He's the one that can come back, and bam. Meanwhile, we had to up our game, didn't we? We had to be willing to fight for what we believe by Standing by speaking up, by being witnesses, even if we get persecuted. And so the church, through this season and time, has been rising up and keeping. And we get to Acts chapter, uh, I think I, I read this last week, I'm not sure, in Acts chapter 3. Um, this interesting passage, um, it is 3 verse uh, 21 for he must remain in heaven until the restoration of all things has taken place, fulfilling everything that God said long ago through his holy prophets. And so he has to stay there until the restoration. I grew up, and I shared this again also last week, we grew up with this mentality, Jesus is coming soon, and there was no planning to stay. There was no strategy for a future. We were just like, come out with the next movie of how soon Jesus is coming back and how horrible it's going to be. So believe in Jesus so you don't have to go through the tribulation. And it, it's here, but I think the timing was off a little bit, you think? Because he didn't come in 1988 and he didn't come in... There were all these dates we had. I mean, weren't we all convinced? I still, we're still laughing about this. 
No way we'd be here by 2000. No way. Gandhi. Right? If you live through it, you're like absolutely convinced. Like maybe not this day, but yeah, it's, it can't go beyond that. I mean, wow. How horrible is the world going to be by the year 2000? Then 2000 came and went 01, 02, 010, you know. 21, still here. And uh, I'll refer, Johnny Enlow has become one of the, my favorite like prophetic guys, so um, full of wisdom. I just love he has on, um, he was on Elijah Streams again with Steve Schultz this week. Oh my gosh, so good. And if you're prophetic at all, I really encourage you, you must listen to him. It's very good. And he gives some real insight into some of the prophetic gifting. And it's it, it just really good, solid stuff. You will not be disappointed. And, and he also knows stuff, but he's careful to stay in the parameters of, of prophesying what the Lord's told him. But it's confirmed. And I know it's confirmed. I'm hearing the same things that, like, yeah, it's confirmed. So there's this prophetic we give our hearts and there and in his i have a little book from him called um the end of the world as we know it like like oh there's a catchy title it's just a little tiny booklet it's like it is the end of the world as we know it it is a new era and all the, the many of the prophetic people are like this it's the end we came through an end this is what it feels like to come from and through an end of a of one era and end but we're entering into a new one jesus is coming back all the things of the scripture they're all going to get fulfilled how exactly that looks i don't know in humility i don't know even when i try to figure it out i don't know but i don't think it's that time it looks like that time on many, on many days, but it's not that time. I believe when the um, rightful winner of this last election gets set in place, my, this is my hope that all this nonsense that's going on with this fake administration will be whoosh, wiped out. Because it can't stand because he wasn't legitimate president. He wasn't, it wasn't the legitimate administration. How can it stand? All those foolish, uh, um, sadistic oh, blah, 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 executive orders. Horrible, ridiculous. They're going to get, I believe they'll get wiped out in a moment. That's my hope. I'm not positive. I don't know, but I, I'm hoping that. That we get back on course. That things get set back in motion. Because there's a new era coming. We're into a new era. And before this world is over, there are a lot of souls to be saved. There are a lot of things. And the church has not come into its finest hour yet. We still have not. There is, there is the glorified church that has not yet be, been seen. And Jesus stayed, just like with the president being away, I'm watching people step up to the plate and fighting fights. Sidney Powell, Linwood, and all these, all these different people and lawsuits that are going on to these states. And slowly, I'm, I'm, I didn't even think it could happen, but slowly some things are happening. Some election laws are getting changed. 
some of the, legis the legislatures of our, of our states, so, they're so powerful if they just stand up. It's, it's like us. Like we have all this authority and power granted to us by the Lord. It's an issue of will we believe it? Will we grab a hold of it? Will we grab a hold of these promises with a death grip? Say, that's for me and I want it. I'm watching Phyllis as she grows. She's just getting, she's getting more and more aggressive in the spirit, more, more confidence, more aggressive. And many of you are, and that's really what we're to be doing. We're to not get more passive. We're to get more aggressive about what we believe in our convictions. It's like, yeah, we're in this really weird place. Like I've, I've, I've uh, complied with all kinds of state and you know, federal regulations and blah, 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 blah. But now these things are coming, and I'm, I'm in a... It's like I've, I've never walked in this before, but I'm like, no, this, this is not good. It's not, it's not right. These aren't, these aren't laws. And I, I'm, push, I'm starting to push back. And I really believe we're probably going to have to push back. Because if we don't, they will roll us over. Our silence is our consent. And our cooperation is our consent. This week in France, I believe it was, the uh, stewardesses demanded a family. It was in Israel. That's right. It was, why did I say France? It was in Israel. The stewardesses demanded that this family get off the plane because they wouldn't make their two ch little children wear masks. The whole plane got up. The whole plane load of people got up and left. Yeah. That will put an end to it. It's really what we've got to come to. I know it's hard because we're, and I'm still complying with regulations and laws and testing the water and satisfying the EPA and all the stuff I've got to go to and building our building the right way. Like, we've complied. But now this stuff comes like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's no science for this mass. There's no science for all of this stuff. It's like, yeah, there's a virus, but there have been viruses. And yeah, this is weird. Maybe I had it. Maybe I didn't. I had something. But where it went and what the real end game was, is so, we're, it's so deceptive. It's not based on truth. It's not based on science. They throw that in our faces, but it's not. And so, meanwhile, say all that, say this. We still need a revival. And while the Lord is orchestrating what needs to take place in our country, our nation, that he called for his purposes, he's involved in this. He's got every, every intention of saving this nation because it's directly connected with saving the entire world and delivering them from the horrendous bondage they're in. The starvation, the... Uh, it just goes, yeah, and it gets worse than that. Save our planet from all of that. All of these other countries watching us are cheering and praying and hoping. They were, they were doing demonstrations pro-Trump through all over the whole world. I saw the pictures just recently. There were major, major, thousands and thousands of people in London and Paris and all these places in Europe that we think are very liberal. And they're like, we've had it with these masks. We're done with this foolishness. We're done with these shutdowns. And they're realizing, they're seeing through it. You're just trying to destroy us. You're not trying to save any lives. We still need a revival. 
We still need the Lord to come. And on the day of Pentecost, the disciples didn't get Jesus back like they were hoping for. But they were waiting. What's waiting look like? An upper room where you're worshiping and praying and powerless. We have nothing to do but set our hopes on the one that is to come. And he said he would send. And so they, out of obedience, they gather where they're told to gather. And they wait for what they have no clue that's going to come. And I think um, I did one of my comfort texts this week. Um, you can subscribe to those uh, from our website. Every five days a week, I put out uh, a scripture and a, and a small comment. And um, it's this, ver- this is one of the verses that I put out one of, one of these days this week. When the people of the city heard the roaring, it's like, now, now let me back up. Verse, um, I'll just read chapter 2. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind. There's your sound, Phyllis. Rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm, the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could hear, bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages that they had never learned. Now, at that time, there were Jewish worshipers who had emigrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem. When the people of the city heard the roaring sound... The people of the city, without a PA system, heard the roaring sound that was taking place in the upper room on those, this 120 people or whatever that were, that were meeting, gathering there. Crowds came running to where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening because each one could hear the disciples speaking in his or her own language. Bewildered, they said to one of another, aren't these all Galileans? So how is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages and we, and, and we are northeastern Iranians, northeastern, northwestern Iranians, Elamites, and those from Mesopotamia, Judea, east central Turkey. It's kind of nice to have normal names in here instead of, yeah. Thank you, Passion Translation. The coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, north central Turkey, southern Turkey, Egypt, Libyans, who are neighbors to Cyrene, visitors from all over the Roman Empire, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs, yet we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialect. It was a big deal. It was a phenomena. And that outpouring changed this little group of waiters, seekers, into dynamic carriers of the power of the Spirit that turned into a revival pretty soon, just, a, well, on this day, 3,000 souls, bam. Without media, without you know, sending out the word they were having a meeting, without all that stuff, these people are just, they're sensing the truths, but we still need that. We need that desperately to hit. We need a redemption. We need the correction 
There are many, many patriots. They are friendly to Christianity. They use scripture. I'm, I'm speaking from listening, reading, watching. But they're mixing a lot of things together, and it scares me a little bit. Now I'm saying, oh, Jesus, come back and clean up this mess. This is weird. It's, yeah, I'm concerned. But it's a day for us to be very clear about who we believe, what the word says. Like we've got to be 100% Christian. We've got to be 100% clear. Love people, bless people. I'm good with all that. But we've got to stay true to the message, to the word, and not compromise the gospel in the midst of, of what is coming. So there is a call. We need to be filled. We need to, we need to, to, to reach, cry out for heaven, to heaven, and, and be in a place of preparation, and be in a place of the Lord being able to fall and descend on us. The reason we're in this mess we're in right now is because the church was too busy screwing up their own lives and we weren't a voice. We weren't holding a standard. We didn't, we didn't put a pillar in the ground and say, here, this is the way, walk in it. We weren't, we weren't speaking out enough and, and contesting bad, bad philosophies. Someone recently said, you know what politics means? Public issues. Well, hey, yeah, we do. We need to be involved in public issues. We are public citizens. We're citizens. Like the silence is not cool. Go to another country as a missionary. Yeah, I agree. Shut your mouth and, you know. But there is a, there's this obligation that comes with citizenship and comes with, with being the rightful heirs and and, and being under, you know, this nation that is one nation under God. Cindy was telling me, did you see my T-shirt last night? I said, no, I missed it, you know. And it said, God, then a line, then one nation. One nation, however that read. She goes, get it? One nation under God. We have nothing to apologize for. That is scripture, that is constitutional, we're, we're covered. We're in good, we should be bold as lions. We're not weird people. We're people that believe in family, God, family, love, whole, you know, integrity, healing, freedom from addictions. Like we have answers. We believe in, we don't believe in abusing people. Just for the love of money. We believe in, in functioning in our business practices with integrity. Our, our, our bottom line is not making money. Our bottom line is serving people, loving people, and doing things with integrity. And when we're absent, those that have evil motives take over. They just step into the vacuum. So however you're led, we need to, we need to follow adamantly just do your place find your place in the wall go build build there repair that breach just be who you're supposed to be shine like isaiah 60 says shine i have a hard time shining with that mask on and i'm about at the end of the thing no matter i really am i'm like 
just a little bit more. But I got to watch my attitude because I'm still bumping into real people that need my smile, not my irritation. I cannot compromise my, my primary mission to shine, to bring the love of God. And uh, we were listening to French, his last Nathan French, that was also on Elijah List. He's new for me. Wow, amazing guy. He actually is hired at several businesses, I think, just to be a pastor at that business. And his job, if people want to, you know, engage him, is to walk around, encourage people, and pray over them, pray for them, give them prophetic words, and to shine. He's the amazing man. Amazing. And, and someone came up to me and said, hey, what are you all about? What are you doing? I mean, you can see it on Elijah list. It was just on Friday, maybe. What, what, what's your deal? What are you here for? He goes, well, I tell you, I'm, I'm hired to be a pastor here to this company because companies are finding if they bless their people and make sure that they're nurturing their real needs, they do better. <laughs> they produce better. They work better. I mean, duh. I mean, there's the mission field that we've missed. The workplace. Is that not what, where all of them are? The lost, the broken, the... I mean, we, even now we'll have, there's, there are certain companies at certain uh, manufacturing places that have a bad reputation. It's like, oh, that's a cesspool of adultery and all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, why do we accept that? Why do we think that's okay? That's not okay. What if the believers became true believers, stepped out of the problem and became the answer and brought the light? Not only would it be good for the kingdom, it would be good for the business. It would be good for the company. That lack of integrity, that sin, that immorality that's in a business, it destroys the business. The same people rob and steal and don't produce well. Like, no one wins in that, just death. But if you become this, we become, become the light. There's a place and a way. Keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on what our function is. Let the Lord take care of the big stuff, and you do, you do your thing. Kim feels led to, I love that word. That's a good. You were just saying, I don't know what I did. You were last night, I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I did. You cover people. Like, any, do you understand anything you do can be a ministry unto the Lord? He is able to turn a hairdresser into a minister of the Lord, into a nurse, into a minister of the Lord, into a mechanic, into a minister of the Lord. I know my brother Rob, when he was driving roll-off, garbage truck, whatever, I mean, but he would pray for individuals and he would just follow prophetic leadings. And sometimes I even thought, oh, brother, you're like, wow. But he would be able to reach into people's hearts, other men's hearts, and the guy that a few minutes ago was rough and gruff and as bad as anybody else, you speak into their heart, and oh boy, it's a whole different story. It opens up. It opens up the real need. And, and every person is looking for that affirmation from a father that loves them and cares about them, cares about where they are. And if we can just be the light and then wait on the Lord. We've had to wait for Scott Madison 
Like we've been through a lot, we have a lot of history helping him and doing, and yet I knew he wasn't free yet. We had no power to do anything more than to do what we had done, to love him every time I see him, and then we meet him. He's like, I'm free. He went through some horrible things. I couldn't fix that. I was powerless to fix that, but it kept shining and being one more person that was a, a, a comfort to him and Jen. And here he's sitting here today. Wow, 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 wow. The enemy meant to kill, steal, and destroy from you guys. But Jesus said, I've come to give them life and give it more abundantly. Yeah. Believe. Get out of your, the lock. I have this, all this locked up, like it comes with strongholds in our minds. Ceilings that aren't real, like things. You could never do that. Who said you could? Where'd that come from? Why do you think you could never do that? The pros- be a prosperous soul. Your Father in heaven wants you to prosper. He wants you to be healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Why wouldn't he be? I want the people under me to be healthy, body, soul, and spirit. That's, I mean, yeah. When they're that, I'm like, oh, up, up, up. you're getting too good. We need to bring in some stuff to pull you down. You need a little sickness. Here, take the bottle of this. You'd never, you know, you wouldn't do that. Like, uh, 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 too much money. Let's just cut off some of that and throw it in the, you know, lake. Too much blessing. Oh, this house is too nice. Let's burn it down. I mean, we think of God that way sometimes. Like, what's the matter with us? He's the one. He loves us. He loves us when good things come in. We start to get paranoid. Uh Uh-oh, things are starting to go good. Something bad's going to happen. Who said that's a lie. When are you going to say, that's a lie? I'm not listening to that. Can you at least do that? Like, that's a lie. Who said that? Who said? What's the truth? What's, what's the Lord doing? And he has good intentions for us. I just call you, grab a hold of the promises. Break the past, all of us. Let's break the past. Whatever keeps holding you down, let's break it. Let's break it. Let's say, no, that may have been me yesterday, whatever. It's not me today. Today I have a fresh start. Today I've got a clear way to run. I'm connecting with Silas. How old is Silas? Is he two years old? What is he now? I don't know. Katie and Corwin's little one. And last week I was talking to him as he came in and I always say hi to them. And I got down on my knees and, you know, interacting with a little bit. And I see he's got these nice new shoes on. And I'm like, oh, those are nice shoes. And then I, I knew something to say to a little boy. I said, could you run fast in those? Bam. I sure can. And let me show you. It was just precious. I'm going to tell you something. You can run. Look at those shoes you've got on. Don't show them running. (laughs) Look at that. Look at that glory on you. You look good. Praise looks good on you. Worship looks good on you. Hope looks good on you. Hope is contagious. You bump into people like, I have hopes. 
It's like, yeah, but you still got troubles. Yeah, but I have hopes. I believe things are changing. I see what the Lord's doing. He hasn't left me. He's making ways where there is no way. So let me pray over all of you. We've gone a little bit late. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask your blessing on everyone. Father, we commit the cares of this, of this nation right now that we have to we look at day and, day and night. We try not to, but it's right there in our faces. And we hold on to our hope, believing that you will make right this fraudulent election. Only you can do that. I know that you're working in people, and it is our hope, and we, we just have to trust you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let your spirit fall on us. Let revival fires come. Let the, the fulfillment of all these prophetic words of who your people would be, let them come to pass. Let fire come into our bones. Restore things that are old and worn out. And let us run and not be weary. I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.